Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Hello and welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. These are the survival specials and I've got a very special guest today. She's going to help me because first of all, she's going to pronounce her surname. We've got Sophia from Bath for Origins. Welcome to the podcast, Sophia. Please help me so I don't get it wrong. Pronounce your surname for me and the listeners. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. And um, My surname is Chara Lambus. Look at that. We're privileged today at Foyne Jones. We're in the Foyne Jones virtual studio and we've got Sophia Charalambas, what about that, Sophia? I nailed it there. We've got Sophia Charalambas, who's going to talk to us about Balfour Origins. But as well as that, we're going to learn some of the stories behind their success. And we're going to end the podcast talking about how we can stay positive and share some birthday celebrations and a work anniversary. Sophia, how are you? How are the family? I'm well. The family are all well. They're probably still in bed. But we're, we're, we're all surviving in, in lockdown. Well, I already know your husband's not in bed because Christos, he's been helping us with the technical and sound problems we had before we started. No, no, my husband's not in bed, but my, my, my kids are, and I've just WhatsApped them their chores for the day. Yep, I've got two boys. Most blisters know this already. Harry's 21, and I could 100% say he will be in bed. He's actually furloughed, but Henry, the youngest, he's actually back at work today. It, but it's a challenge, isn't it, Sophia, when you've got your family at home and there's a business owner you're trying to balance the business and the battle plan with everything else. So come on, be honest with us. How are you coping? How is everything? I'm, to be honest with you, my, my moods swing from, from hour to hour. I do find it really, really hard, but this is really, really challenging me. You know, I, I, I wake up thinking, are oh, customers going to pay us? Are we, you know, are we going to survive this? I'm sure everyone's going through the same thing. But I have to say, even though I do find it very challenging, we survived the 2008 uh, recession and we learned many lessons. And also, not many people know, but in 2013, when um, there was a haircut with the, with the Greek and the Cypriot banks, our bank account was frozen overnight. Wow. And that was an absolute uh, nightmare. But, you know, we're made of strong stuff and... Um, nothing will defeat us. I will fight this tooth and nail. Do you know what? It's your positivity which has captured me online sometimes. It's captivating me online sometimes because there's a voice there and it's encouraging others. You comment on people's posts. You've taken that positivity by joining us on the KBB All-Stars Choir. You made your singing debut and now you've made your vlogging debut. What an amazing response you had, didn't you? I Yeah. I mean, it was really fun doing the vlog, but the... The comments were were really beautiful, and I know that they were they were genuine. I I genuinely love people. I, I really do. For me, um, business is more than just selling. I really want to help people, help businesses, because if I help them and if they succeed, then their success is my success. Do you know what? That positivity is infectious. You're full of humour. You're full of character, and that's the message you want to put out there because you're right. We're having some dark days, some good days, but we've come up with something during the survival series where we're getting business leaders, we're getting their personalities on the show, and we're asking them, one, are you okay? Two, how are you keeping yourself okay? And three, what can you do to help me and the podcast inspire others to be okay? 
Anyway, Sophia, let's talk about the journey which started 25 years ago. That's the beginning of the story. Now, I'm going to use your phrase because I love this phrase. It worked beautifully when you told it to me. You married into bathrooms, didn't you? No, no, that wasn't the beginning of the story. The, the story started in 1991 when I was studying in um, San Francisco. Um, I was doing my second year business degree there. I went to a craft show and I saw the most beautiful porcelain roll top bath, little miniature with two little teddies and a bottle of Blue Nun. Do you remember Blue Nun? Yes, I do. Then. And I bought it and I said to myself, I'm going to give this to the man I'm going to marry. I have no idea why I said that put it away and then two years later in 93 I met my husband at university and would you believe his dad was a top bathroom retailer in Essex and I still forgot about my old top bath and then one day when I was rummaging around the drawer I found it and I thought this is my future and I still have it at home in my bathroom I might do a vlog about that actually I honestly think you've got to do a vlog about that I think you can do a timeline we can do when it begun Go through the steps and the key moments and lead it all up until your 25th work anniversary. And as well as that, you've had a big birthday celebration, haven't you? Yes, yes. Can you believe it? This is what 50 looks like. Oh, um, look. At, do, do, do you know what? You, and, and you talk about making people smile. When you said, I've not been able to go to the hairdressers, I don't usually wash, wash my own hair. I thought, well, I don't wash my own hair, but I don't have any. But I do miss the barbers. And I think it's really real because it's those little things that stand out. But if you imagine, you know, look at the success you had back at the KBB show at the beginning of this crisis. No one saw this coming as quick as it has. So can you share with Alyssa, Sophia, the impact that the crisis has had on your business? Talk to me about the impact on bathroom origins. Um, the, the, the business impact is overnight about 95% had to close. Um, we've had to furlough... Um, most of our staff and then we found that we were still getting a few orders from some of the online customers so we brought the a, a, a couple of the staff back but just to say and I um I put a post out to say that as a business owner it's our duty to help our customers um sorry our our team in any way we can and one of them is we decided that we when we furloughed our staff, we were going to pay them the 20% extra because um, Far From Origins has had some brilliant, brilliant years, but we've always saved wisely. And I said to my husband, I am not going to let my staff lose out on the 20%. I said, all it means is that you and I, Fricks, will just have to cut back on our luxuries. But a lot of our team would have to cut back on necessities, and I wasn't having any of that. And that as an employer and as a business owner are qualities that showed a good in humanity. I had to go through very different emotions on this because I see it from both sides. Honestly, I've had calls from people who, through no fault of their own, haven't been as fortunate as your staff have, and they've lost their jobs or they've been made redundant. And trust me, when you take call after call like that for a few hours, it's hard trying to lift people. You, what you, we give them advice. We give them tips on how they can reinvent themselves. But when your, old, your own world is coming down, you have to take some break. You have to take a break from it to keep yourself positive. But, but Foyne Jones have done the same. I've protected my staff by the use of furlough and I'm taking advantage of the government schemes. And I want my company right now and what I'm doing in the last few weeks and in the months to come to, to let us be remembered as someone, a person, a business who's trying to be positive, trying to lift the sectors we recruit for. And when we come back to a new normal or whatever that new normal will be, I want to be a company that people remember. So that's what I'm trying to do. Sophia, taking you away from work 
and like me, work is your life. You live it, you feel it, you breathe it. How's the pressure been affecting you and your family? When the pressure gets to me, I remind myself how fortunate I am. Um, we're, we're a very fortunate family, so that that the house is big enough for us not to get in each other's ways. But I, I think for me, I feel like um, it's sometimes I feel grief, and it's normal to feel grief because we've lost our routine. We've lost our a balance you know I can't go to Pilates I can't do this I can't do that so whenever ever I really feel bad because I, I practice mindfulness I just reframe the situation I remind myself how fortunate I am that my family are, are healthy and um and then it just passes it's it's we've, we've got a storm this um somebody said on um wrote on LinkedIn you know um no we're not in the same boat we're in the same storm in different boats and some of us are on yachts and some of us are on sailboats and others are on a raft can you see me i'm on the little pedalo yeah. just like trying to ped i'm trying to pedal across in the pedalo and you know what there are some times when i'm thinking i've got some amazing marketing ideas i'm going to focus more on what i can do as an individual as well as what the business can do so the career coaching is starting to generate some real noise and interest the redundancy web webinars that have been really good for others. There's opportunity amongst the chaos, but it's also that time to step back and mention mindfulness and what's important. I would honestly say that as a family with two grown up sons, we've spent more time together eating breakfast, eating dinner, watching belt sets together without the stress, without the arguments. It's almost been like a rewaking of some family values. And I think that that could be important. In, in the oh, future, oh, def definitely. From every crisis, there are um, opportunities. And have you heard that beautiful, beautiful story in the news about the couple from Verona? They fell in love across the balcony and they met yesterday for the first time. And that, was, I was crying. You know what? I'm crying all the time. But that story just touched my heart. They're not going to be like Romeo and Juliet, they're going to be in love forever. Do you know what? I saw that story. It was amazing. It was magical. I didn't get drawn into it because I tried to pick when I turned the news on and off, but that one did st did stand out. But there's appreciation on our streets. On every, every Thursday, we're clapping for our carers, the NHS. We're saying thank you. We're being kind. On Saturday morning, me and my wife were taking the dog out, and I found myself, Sophia, I found myself talking to the postman for about 10, 15 minutes. Honestly, I don't think I've spoken to him in five years. We wave at each other. You know, we give it the thumbs up, but it's the first time we've really spoken. How simple was that? How powerful was that? With me, I've become friends with the butcher and I've become friends with the grocer. I stopped going to the supermarket a very long time ago and I try and look support the local businesses. And honestly, um, I love them and they really go out of their way to, to help me. And um, it's lovely. because, And even so, just coming back to work, when customers do ring me up, when normally they're in such a rush, they just want to chat and chat and chat. And I'm thinking, you know what? If you want to chat, we'll chat about whatever you want to. Being able to talk is really important. I've been doing this with lots of people. Sometimes they'll ring me and I won't say anything. They'll just rant and let their feelings out. But then other times it's the other's way round, other way round. And you can take these emotions, you can try to channel it into something as positively as you can. The biggest struggle I've got is I have no discipline when it comes to working from home. I can't work too close to a TV. Sky TV, the fridge. So I've been coming into the office. I've been social distancing by myself in the office. It's not always nice on your own. I've ended up using different desks for different tasks and I move myself around. 
But it's the human interaction which I miss. It's the well done. That was an excellent call. And the talking to people at their desks. But right now, the world's woken up to video technology. Well, video platforms like, like the one we're talking on now, the Foy and Jones platform, video platform and Zoom, was that part of what you did before the crisis? Or is it something that's happened because of the crisis? It, interestingly, we're, we're developing our new website and we're going to have a ve feature on the website where people can con um, connect with us on Zoom. They'll just schedule a call. Um, we didn't really use it much before, but I think for us, it's absolutely brilliant connecting with our customers. You know, this social distancing is going to be on for a while. So, you know... Um, if we want to do business with customers, we don't need to go there. They, we can just mm. set up a Zoom or a FaceTime and uh, they can walk us around their showroom. And it's so powerful to be able to use innovation and use modern technology. As a recruiter, video technology has been part of our offer. We've been pioneering it for years. So we were quite unique by bringing individuals to life in video. So if you're getting video into your website and your platform is using video to your advantage, and others are seeing, seeing, seeing your business through video and you're getting interaction back, that's a special, special place to be. Definitely. And for us, so, so, for us, social media is, is the engine of our business. It has transformed bathroom origins because um, on social media, you're not forcing anything down anyone, anyone's throat. If they want to connect and they want to go and scroll through their posts, They'll see Sophia there or Peter there every day, commenting, talking, posting, and I want to connect with my with my customers and with my peers and with our with our industry and offer really valuable information. It makes a real difference. We spoke about this before we started recording. It's the going out of your way to comment on someone's post to say thank you. I saw your video this morning, and genuinely, I was proud of you because it's the first one. And you said it took you 25 takes. But if you get yourself over those little hurdles, you get yourself over your self-consciousness. I did it with my social media and the world has evolved. I'm proper old school. From a market school of store and builders merchants to 17 years in a life-changing recruitment business, I got dragged into LinkedIn kicking and screaming. But since then, I've grown a brand and grown a network of over 35,000 collections on my personal page. Across Foyne Jones, we've got something like 60,000. And I did it by making mistakes and by having fun. So come on, tell me, Sophia, what's the most popular social media channel for you? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Um, it's Instagram and LinkedIn, but in different ways. I find Instagram really great for images. But if you want to build really strong relationships, it's it's LinkedIn. I get so many messages um, of support, and it's just lovely getting to know people without being in their face. I really love. My favourite is when um, questions are asked. Can you, you know, not me personally, but can you help? Or when they put up images of designs. I think the KBB Review Lockdown Awards are absolutely amazing. Brilliant idea, wasn't it? It's just genius, and I've been loving all the designs of been coming um coming out and they've been um posting them and it's just so lovely i mean if we didn't if we were locked down before all this technology we'd all be going crazy it's fantastic we have technology at the press of a button it can be dangerous and it can be a you it can be abused everything can but if it's used in the right way i think it's beautiful and i say this all the time if i walked into your meeting room right now i'd ask about your family i'd talk about how my kids are doing my head in maybe mention my dog 
probably talk about football. And at some point, I might bring a lot of a little bit of recruitment into the conversation. But it's the person you deal with first. And if you take that onto social media and make it fun, trust me, people will remember you. Definitely, definitely. I, I just, I just love social media. I think I spend a bit too much time on it. It can be all consuming. It no, no, it can be all consuming. But I've learned a tactic during lockdown because I often joke about how I work 30 hours a day, eight days a week, and I could wake up in the middle of the night and there'll be messages. I know it's a compliment, compliment, but it's also a risk for your own mental well-being. So at certain times now, I power, power myself down, turn myself off and on. I put my phone in flight mode so nothing can come through. Sometimes I lock it in the boot of the car and I go out without it and leave it for a day, a few hours, and sometimes over a weekend or for a couple of days. Because you've got to be careful. It can become too consuming and too dangerous. Absolutely. Ab ab absolutely. Oh, I, I, ha I think I need to start doing that. So, Sophia, let me take you back to something you mentioned at the start of the podcast. And I want to go back to it. How are you coping with not getting to the hairdressers? I'm not. I am not coping. You're not. Look at my hair. I've had to go natural. This is the first time my hair has been like this in over 25 years. I have to wash my own hair. And now that might sound like, what do you mean she has to wash her own hair? But I, I, I wash my own hair probably four times a year. I'm at my hairdressers in Hackney at 10.30 every Saturday morning. And they style my hair. They make me look absolutely glamorous. And now I've had to go and borrow shampoo from my 14-year-old. Do you know what? I remember my dear old nan, God bless her soul. She used to go to the same hairdressers in Fulham every Saturday. I used to take her every week. She'd march in there really proud. And it becomes so important. It's like an emotional attachment. And if someone takes that away from you, you want it back straight away, don't you? And the other thing I'm really missing is Pilates. And I'm, I'm having to do a makeshift Pilates at home because I go to the Pilates studio with the reformers. And um, it was that was my time. That was one hour, three times a week where my phone was on silent and I was just on the machines. And that was it. And now I've turned my hallway into my makeshift Pilates studio. So you've got your, a Pilates studio in the hallway. You're reacquainting yourself with washing your own hair. Good luck with that. And you've been having some interesting dreams you mentioned to me. Yes, I mean, they're absolutely... Uh, can we share these publicly or do they need, need to stay private? No, they're very clean and it will actually give okay. it will actually give hope. So I'll quickly tell you about the dream. I, I dreamt that my husband and his cousins were doing gymnastics on the high bar. Remember at school in the gym? And they were yeah, doing yeah. gymnastics. And, I, and in the dream... Fritz's fingers were going on the bar one by one. I could see each nail going, and he was really holding on tightly to this. Um, by the way, I'm a, I'm a dream interpreter. That's a very Greek thing. So they were doing gymnastics, and they, they managed to do the gymnastics, and they came down. Then my mother-in-law rang me, and she said, you've got to go here. And I said, no, I can't. I've got to go to work. She goes, no, you have to go to this place. So I got into the car with my 14-year-old, and I said, well, we'll have to go there. Anyway, we got to wherever we were to. And when I turned the car around, the road was really clear. And I said, oh, that's great. We're in the right direction. And off I zoomed. And so because I read dreams, this was a dream that we're going to overcome the difficulties that we face right now. And the fact that I had to take a different direction 
to go and do something else. And then when I finished that and I was going to the next place, my car was already in the right direction. Dreams. I always believe in dreams. Well, I never knew dream interpretation was a Greek thing. I do know that Morpheus was a Greek god of dreams, was he? I could be wrong. I'm sure he was. But if you look back at the here and now, we're beginning to think about business coming to some sort of new normal. Lots of my clients are making plans to reopen. So in terms of the weeks and months ahead, what's the next What's next for Bathroom Origins? What are you guys up to next? Our plans are, this morning I applied for the bounce back loan and they said they'll probably approve it by the end of the um, evening. So our, our plans for the next couple of months is really to support our, our customers, be very flexible with them and just give them extra resources in terms of marketing, you know, giving them advice. Also, what I want to say to them is that the here and now is very difficult. But out of this pandemic, people have been in their houses for six weeks looking at their homes and how they work for them. And they're probably looking at their bathroom thinking, do you know what? I need an extra bathroom. I need to upgrade my bathroom. I really need a shower. So the silver linings is that people are not going... Um, on holiday they may not buy new cars they're gonna hopefully those who are financially secure will spend it on improving their homes not just for the equity but for the well-being of their own mental health our home and i i, I said it before and i've put it on um, social media our our homes are our san um, our, our temples and the bathroom is is the sanctuary People will invest more in their homes to make sure that they they work properly. Not because Mrs. Jones down the road a house is better. They're going to do it for themselves rather than either for investment purposes in terms of equity. Or look at it. They're going to do it because they're going to think, you know what? I really want to have a bathroom like this. Or I really want my kitchen to be like this. And if they can do it, they will realise how their home in this six, six weeks really has been their retreat. Actually, you are right. It's rewoken or woken us up to the importance of family. And we do need that bailout space. I think of my wife and my home, the ensuite upstairs, that bathroom up there, that's her space. It's there for her relaxation. It's her mental well-being. And that will then move into the kitchen, into the dining room, into the gardens, because people have turned their homes into offices, gyms, classrooms, football pitches. I mean, I don't know how I would have got on with a homeschooling. Um, and then my boy's not grown up, I don't know. I could have done the football coaching and probably the Joe Wicks PE class, but my wife, Jane, would have definitely had to take over all aspects of the education. Let me tell you this story, Sophia. Harry, my eldest, was working out in Barcelona and he came back in January and I was like, why are you giving up on this opportunity? You've got an amazing job. You're living in Barcelona. Why do you want to come back? And he said he wasn't happy. He loved the job, but he was unsettled in the flat shares. He'd been in Barcelona. He'd been in different parts of the city. And I didn't want him to come back, but he did come back. He got himself another job. And I'm now thinking, thank God he did come back. Because if he was still in Barcelona, my oldest son out there, and I couldn't get to him and he couldn't get back to us, how would we be coping with that? So, as much as I joke with you that he's probably still in bed and he's furloughed, he might get up and put the telly on. At least I know he's safe. And for me, as a dad, that's the most important thing. It is. The, the, really, the home, the family is important. And I think we've all begun to realise that every, a lot of other things are just um, frivolous. We've really taken everything that we do for granted. And 
the one thing I have liked about lockdown is that the weekend, I don't have to, apart from not going to the hairdresser, I don't have to go out. There are no expectations. Yeah. I can just lounge around in my house and in my garden if it's sunny enough. So let's dwell on your life experiences, your family experience and your business experience. I'm going to ask you to provide some advice on each element of that. So in terms of your life, life experience, what advice would you give to people who are struggling to keep that family and business balance intact? I think the the, the advice what I I do is 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 just try and keep balance. I know it's really hard because right now we're being challenged, but from what I've learned, it is just just be easy on yourself. You you cannot be perfect. You cannot be all things to all people. Just just take it easy. Do not be hard on yourself right now because we're all. all we're all we're all being challenged in ways that we've never been challenged before. So be easy on yourself. That's number one. So now from a business experience point of view, say you were giving advice to your customers. They're making plans to reopen. They're social distancing in their showrooms. What advice would you advise? What, what advice would you give to them, Sophia? I think, well, I hope that they've all made action plans to reduce as many costs as they can possible to apply for all the grants and loans that are available out there and make um, a, a forecast for the next three to six months assuming that business is at, at zero at x amount to see what your costs are the first thing we did when this all happened is we sat down and went through every single cost you know we contacted the landlord we contacted the council we did absolutely everything to bring our um, costs right down to the bare minimum so that we knew this is what we needed just to even open the door before the sales came. Yeah. So we are armed with all this information. And when this comes in, we know our, our break even. And I think that's really important to, to do that. And then not to be disheartened. To, and to, to touch base with all their customers just before they went to lockdown. You know, what are they doing? Finishing jobs off. And then it's like they're going to have to think about how are they going to bring in the new business? They have their, their marketing materials and all the... I think the most important thing is, is the tone of your messaging to, to people. You know, to reassure them, we will still be in business. If they come and buy a bathroom or a kitchen, we're not going to, you know, take a deposit and we're going to go under. So we've covered the work-life balance, and that's be easy on yourself. Set realistic goals. You've said the same for your businesses and clients. They need to be realistic. They need to look, look at things financially, what it means to them, seek support and over-communicate. Let's now draw on your Greek family traditions, your North London upbringing, your Cypriot family values, Talk to me, talk to the families that listen to this show. What advice would you give them in terms of keeping the home sane, together and having fun? Because we've got to have fun, haven't we? Um, well, I would say my back Greek family style all revolves around food and cooking. So we will all eat either lunch or, or dinner together. And we just, we just have a laugh. I think I've always, I've always told the kids the, the truth. I say that I never sugarcoat things. Although I'm a positive person, I tell them as it is. It's tough out there. Life's not fair. And I think I've just got this iron core in me, which comes from 
sometimes being Greek, we're, we're very loud and people think we're shouting, but it's just our normal way. Mm. Screaming, shouting, lot, lots and lots of hugs, just being really silly with each other. Um, and I'm lucky because my husband's very calm, so I'm really crazy. And he just calms everything down. We, when we, we spend quality time, but I, I think out of all of this, it's be realistic. Yes, life is tough. But, you know, that I said I want to sing the Billy Ocean. <laughs> when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, that's in the top three for the next song for the KBB Choir. And I'll have a word with Tony Robson about it. But I was speaking to him the other day and I pushed for the going gets tough because you said I could be Danny DeVito. And we all like a bit of Danny DeVito. And I love Danny uh, DeVito. So I think it's about acknowledging our weaknesses. We are not perfect. We're fluffing around. I lose my... I, I'm, I've lost my motivation. Like you said earlier, I might start three or four projects and and usually I can do them. But every day, I sometimes look what I've done. I think I don't even know whether I'm actually coming or going. So then I just take one thing, I, I look at it, I mull over it, and then I'll, I'll come. And I think a lot of it is all just down to common sense. You know, your customers are, are struggling so you, you can't sell to your um, customers. There's nothing to sell. So all you can do is just give them advice. Give them, I think it's giving hope. And hope is what we all need, Sophia. We need positivity. We need optimism. And if we crystallise those three pieces of advice, they can apply to family, yourself and your business. Be easy on yourself. Be realistic. Work out financially what you need to achieve. Put a simple plan in place and over communicate this plan with staff, colleagues and clients. Appreciate your family. Have fun. Cook together. Eat together. Now, we can't end this podcast. You know, we can't by saying everything's going to be OK because we don't know what it will mean and how it will be OK. People will be affected. It's too widespread for people, you know, not to be affected. I worry about the elderly, elderly people in my family. I worry about the vulnerable people in my family. But I'm not alone. Everyone's got that. We've all got these emotions and we need an outlet. For me, Sophia, you've brought the personality I knew you'd bring. And I hope that when some sort of normality returns, we can do another episode together and we can really bring the whole bathroom's origin story to life. I want to end the podcast with some celebrations. We spoke about earlier that you've recently celebrated your 50th birthday. Your husband, Fristos, is going to be celebrating his 50th birthday in August, and the company is 25 years old this month. So from everyone at Falling Jones, we're going to wish you a belated happy 50th. We're going to wish your husband an early 50th and congratulate you on your 25 years work anniversary all together at the same time. Sophia, honestly, you've been a brilliant guest. We've got you on the podcast with enthusiasm. It's going to be a brilliant episode when it's finished. Thank you so much. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, and let's all be positive. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.